Um, man, welcome. It is so good to see you guys in person, right? Like right here. This is awesome. And um, um, welcome, welcome at home, by the way. It's so good. I love the technology that we have now. It's good to see you guys too. You know what I mean? Like, like it's so cool. Like, isn't it cool we can see these guys right now? Can you guys wave? Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, we see. Yeah, yeah, you right there. Uh, you, you put some on. All right, yeah. Yeah, we're, 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 it, it is such a blessing to be in here. And, and I wanted to take a, a quick minute to review where we've been, right? We've been going through this series through First Peter. And we've been talking uh, just about what does it mean to be holy? Like, like he said, be holy as I am holy. And he was talking about God, right? He says, be holy as I am holy. Last week, uh, we, we looked at the opportunity to actually get to know God better. And there was, there was a couple things that stuck out. One is, is this right here. He says, the best opportunity we have to get to know God better is being in his word, right? You guys remember this? Being in his word and praying through his word. Right, being in his word and praying through his word. And with that, we had some homework. Who wants to, uh, who did the homework? Like, everybody's like shuffling around. Um, yeah, Psalm 119, verse 33, 33, 33 through 40, right? Psalm 119, verse 33 through 40, uh, there was eight days, including last Sunday up to today. I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh, there was a couple things we were supposed to do. One, read it right? One verse a day, one verse a day, 33 through 40, Psalm 119. We were going to read it. We were going to say it out loud, right? We were going to listen to it as it's coming out loud. And then we were going to pray through it. We were going to read it, say it, listen, and pray. That that was our challenge from last week. And um, by the show of hands, which I I think I might've seen like a half hand up there, um, and, and to be honest with you guys, I'm such a hypocrite, man. I did one day. I, d- I did one day of this. I, I read some other stuff, you know, some stuff on Facebook and stuff like that. No, I'm just kidding. I, 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 I did some other stuff, but, but this homework is just like, it's the easiest homework. I mean, you can read it all in, in, in literally 20 seconds. But, but, but we, we have the stuff. I, I think Jordan says something amazing. He said, um, that I, I think we all long for something real, right? I mean, like, who would raise their hand and say, like, man, I am so pumped to get something fake today. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't wait to hear something really shallow and superficial, and I just want my life to be defined by uh, the, the false pretense that I put on. You know what I mean? Like, no one's saying that. We want truth. We want real. But if you're like me, uh, you just really don't want to put in the time either, right? <laughs> we've, been, we've been sort of like a, a, a victim of our culture where everything is at a push of a button, right? I can like literally reorder groceries based on my last order by pushing a button. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can go in and, and, and I think this bleeds into the way that we view truth. Like, like we, we view things in, in short snippets, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to know truth. I do. I really genuinely want to know truth. I want to be real. I want to be real with myself. I want to be real with my family, friends, all that. I, I want all these things. But if I'm honest, I really just want them in, like, bite-sized facts, right, that I could just take. Those, those, those things that just happen for the moment, just so I could just grab onto and, and then run with it. And, and, in fact, if I'm being real honest, maybe I just want it for the sake of being right, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I want to I win an argument. Um, when, I, when, I was, uh, when I was learning to play guitar, I, uh, I, I did this thing where I, I watched where, where people were playing, and I, and, I, and I heard songs. That's how I 
how I, I kind of taught myself how to play. The worst thing that ever happened to me was I learned just enough that I needed to know to play a song, right? And then what happened? I stopped learning. I stopped pursuing it because, hey, I could show up at different venues and play that one song, like, really good, and just enough to show people what I know, right? Just enough to, like, impress them and, and, and do this. But it, 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 it's, it's weird, man. We, we're, we're, so, we're so, like, knowledge-hungry, but, but not really, you know what I mean? Like we, we just want stuff for the right now. And, 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 and then you couple that with the fact that we want to have fun. And I think this is where the meme was born. You guys familiar with the meme? The M-E-M-E? I don't, it's like hard to say, meme. Meme. I, and, and, and you know what? These can be real time suckers. This is why I, I definitely do not spend time looking at things like this. Right? Like I just would not do that. Uh, like you just, that's <laughs> this. Uh, but see, there's some truth into that, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about memes. They have like a little bit of truth in it. Or if you're, if you're a Christian guitarist, um, then you might get this one right here, uh, right here. Man. <laughs> I love the face on that. <laughs> because, you know, there's a chord called Jesus. Like that's a real chord. Anyways. This, uh, this, this next one, um, I'm bad. I was sitting on the couch. My son's literally over here doing homework, right, behind me on the table. And, you know, everything's online or has been recently. And I'm, like, I'm like gearing this up. I'm sending him a text. And, 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 and then I, I send him a text. I hear his phone ding. And so I know, I know he got it. And then I hear him go, what? <laughs> and and uh, this is what I sent him right here. And, it, and after I heard him say, what? I was like, dude, why aren't you doing your homework? <laughs> I'm bad. There's so much truth into, um, into this one. Check this out. We know that rule. Like, that's real. That's the real deal. And, and if, you're, uh, if you're a prodigy of the 90s, then you might recognize this right here. You just got to look real close. And uh, sorry, this, this sermon is not about me. It's just go one more, all right? And, and this, this, <laughs> this last one, um, I got to be honest with you guys. It's just, it's just kind of a, a picture in... Um, there's so much packed into it, man. There's a lot of truth into that. And um, I just pray that this is real and not Photoshopped. I don't know if we can check that out right there. I mean, that's, that looks legit. I don't know. Well, see, like we, we, we're starving for truth, right? But we want it in memes. We want little, little, little bite-sized pockets that we can grab onto and not really to change our lives. I think oftentimes we just want truth for knowledge's sake. We just want to know and we want to move on. We want to be real, but we don't want, don't want to do the work so often. We've been in First Peter, and uh, today we're going to go to chapter 2. And Ernie's been doing this thing. I, I really love this. I don't know if we can stand up together. And, uh, yeah, can we stand up? We're going to read this. And uh, it, don't worry, it's not like last week where we read like 500 verses. It's just, 
It's just three. If, we can, if, you, if you have one of these right here, the, a Bible, if you could turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, and we're going to start on verse 1, and we're going to end on verse 3. It's just three simple verses. It says this. It says, so put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you so much for your word, God. We thank you for your truth. And we're asking in the name of Jesus that you would speak right now, God. Open our hearts to hear you. Father, we want to receive uh, truth this morning, God. And we don't want to just, just move on with, with a, a knowledge thing, but God, we want to move on with changed hearts, Father. We don't have time just to, we don't have time for the false, God. Examine our hearts, Father. Help us to be real with ourselves and with you. For your glory, in Jesus' name we ask, amen. Amen, you guys can have a seat, or you can stand up the whole time if you want, it's up to you. <laughs> so First Peter 2, one through three, he starts out in verse one, and he says, put away. Right? He says, put away, put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy. Hypocr- I always want to say hypocrisy. I don't even know what that is. Hypocrisy and envy and all slander, right? Put away, put these things away. Um, and I think it's really easy just to like go through that verse and go, okay, yeah, cool. I'm going to move on to the next one. And then we move on and we read stuff like this because we don't really speak like that in, in today's language, right? Like when's the last time that you, you even use the word slander? You know what I mean? Or, or malice. You know what I mean? Like, honey, you're really being very malice towards me today. Like, we don't, we don't talk like that. And so I, I wanted to break down these words so that we can sort of do a little bit of a self-evaluation because if we just read through that real quickly, we're, we're, we dismiss it. But malice, let's like dive into the word malice. Malice is literally a desire to inflict injury, harm, or suffering on someone else, either because of a hostile uh, impulse or out of a deep-seated meanness, right? right now, you might think that that doesn't really sound like me, um, but let, let's look a little bit further. Um, like, like hate, but not even, not even a good hate, like hating something bad, but like a, like a, a hate that, that is a, a, a perversion of virtue and, and moral principles, where their, their purpose is to evil ends. Does that make sense? Like, like malice, like, like man, I, I, I've got something against this person, and I, and I almost even want evil to happen towards them. I want to move on. I'm going to come back to that. Deceit. Deceit. This might be a little bit easier to identify with. Distortion of the truth. All right, right there. Like, you know when you say deceit or lies? Like, no, nah, I don't lie. But distortion of the truth. In order to mislead right? I, uh, sometimes, you know, you, you might find yourself in a spot where you're manipulating somebody or some situation or something to mislead them for your own gain. It could be craftiness, um, like demonstrated by deception. This, this sort of like, this, this crafty way to like re-move someone over to somewhere where you want them to be, but it, it's just deceitful, right? Hypocrisy. This, I know we can relate to, all right? Um, it's, it's a pretense. It's a fake image of having moral character or a perceived character, right? Have you ever heard that term? Like, oh, man, that guy's just a hypocrite, right? Um, well, maybe you haven't. I, I've heard that about me. Um, 
And I've felt that way before, you know what I mean? And, and, and I think if we're honest, we've all had moments where we felt this, this hypocrisy in our lives. It's pretending to have qualities that you know on the inside you really don't, but you're just trying to like show other people that you have that quality, right? And then somebody catches you not having that quality and you, be, you get called what? A hypocrite. Envy. This is, this is like a, a discontent with someone else because of something that you don't have, but they do have. I'm, I'm, I'm not just, n- jealousy is, 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 is part of that too, but the envy is like, I don't, I don't even like that person because they, you know what I mean? Have you ever, you ever found yourself in that scenario? And then slander. This is one of those ones that's easy to dismiss, but man, slander is talking ill or about or defaming someone, especially in the false or the half-truth for selfish gain. I, I think this might start to hit home in our society right now. Like, think, think about this. We've, we've kind of been living in a weird time, haven't we? There's a whole lot of, of, of this going on right now. We, we, wanna, um, it, it, we can actually do this in a way that we want to slander somebody else to defame them. In other words, like, put their message down, like, uh, you know, cut the meat out of their message just so that, so that my message and my um, you know, goals succeed and theirs don't, right? That, that, that's a form of slander. And he says, put away these things. See, if you're a believer in Christ and you're here today, I think there's a huge challenge right here. We have to look at this and go, is, is that me? Is there any truth to any of this? We, we, we need to put these things away. This is no longer you. You literally, if, you, if you've said, yes, Jesus, you are God and, and I, I'm, I'm submitting my life to you and everything that I have, you've literally died to these things and so, so why do we keep trying to grab them back? Well, we're going to come back to that. Let's move on to verse 2. He says this in verse 2. Like newborn infants long for. All right, there's this word long for. Like newborn infants long for. There's this, this desire, this deep-seated desire. That actually, the Greek word for it is like this, this really deep, at the deepest levels, this, this desire Longing for God. Long for the, the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. You guys ever seen a hungry baby? Yeah. Um, like, like, like a newborn baby or, or a baby who hasn't learned to talk yet, you know, hungry baby. You, it, it's weird. You know, you, they're, they're not like, you don't go up to them and, and, and recognize they're hungry and they're like, excuse me, sir. Um, if you have time, I just like a little bit of milk, right? You know what I mean? What, what have you got on hand? That's good. It's like, no, no. What, what do newborn babies do? They, they literally, I think, I think they look for one of these. They look for a PA system, right? They're like looking around and they're like, hey, I'm hungry. Over here, I'm hungry, man. Hey, he's not feeding me. Somebody called DCS. I'm hungry. Right, like this is like this is what they do. They long for. They go nuts. They freak out. They're not ashamed. They don't care who hears. They don't care if you're in a grocery store or a movie theater. Right? You may bring like I remember bringing my daughter. We said like we thought okay, she's only like six months. We could probably sneak her in the movie theater and put her down here, and she'll just sleep. You know, she sleeps all day. Right? What's another hour and a half? We got it. What happens in the quietest part of the movie? Yeah, they realize they're hungry. <laughs> And they want the world to know it. 
See, I don't, I don't think this is by accident. I actually think it's by design. The, the babies, newborn babies, they long for this pure uh, milk from, from their mom, right? There's, there's something really huge here. When you look at the, the text, it says long for, he, he literally says it's long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation, just like newborn infants. This is the picture that he says, just like newborn infants. And when you look into this, there's something huge here. And, and um, just like this is not a message about beams, this is not a message about breastfeeding, all right? I'm definitely not an expert on this. I've never done it. Um, but there, there is something huge here. We can't miss this, all right? Check this out. Uh, there's a study done by uh, the, the Cleveland Clinic, and there's tons of studies out there if you guys have done this. But babies who have been breastfed, check this out. There's a whole list. They have stronger immune systems, less diarrhea, less constipation, less reflux, fewer colds and respiratory illnesses such as pneumonia and RSV, fewer ear infections, especially those that damage hearing, fewer cases of bacterial meningitis, better vision, lower rates of infant mortality, lower rates of SIDS, which is sudden infant death syndrome, less illness overall, and less hospitalization. And then we get onto the parents because, because of that, right? Parents miss work up to six times less. Also with the kids, there's fewer instances of allergies, eczema, and asthma, fewer childhood cancers, including leukemia and lymphomas, lower risk of type 1 and type 2 diabetes, fewer instances of Crohn's disease and colitis, lower rates of respiratory illness, fewer speech problems, fewer cavities, less likely to become obese later in childhood, improved brain maturation, greater immunity to infections. Then you move on to teens and adults. This goes on throughout the life. As teens and adults, less likely to develop rheumatoid arthritis and lupus, less likely to develop heart disease in adulthood, lower risk of MS, multiple sclerosis, lower rates of pre- and postmenopausal breast cancers. That's crazy. I don't know that, that, that we know. That's not even the tip of the iceberg. This is where it gets nuts. Do you guys know what an antibody is? Antibodies are basically your, your body's immune system. It's a way that they, they, they find very specific molecules and they help you fight each illness based off of that. Right? That's a very, if you're like a doctor in here, and <laughs> that's a very dumbed down version of that. But you, you get it. That's, that's what they function and do. So check this out. Through, through, through the mother's milk, she gives the baby immunities to illness to which she has already been exposed to. All right. That's pretty crazy. So in other words, if you're a nursing mother and you're exposed to bacteria or viruses, your body begins to make antibodies for this and then you pass those along to the baby, right? Think about the implications here. Here's where it gets nuts. It actually works backwards. So if the baby is exposed to something else, let's say you're at home and the baby's exposed to one of your other kids or other, other germs around the house, they actually, the next time that they feed, they backfeed that to the mom. This is nuts. Goes back into the mom. The mom recognizes it as an outsider, begins to generate antibodies for it, and then the next feeding feeds it back to the baby. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. That's nuts, right? Is that not by design? This is nature. He says, long for just like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk. There's something huge here, guys. It goes even further. Just when you thought it wasn't, it does. At nighttime, just as the, as the mom's body starts to wind down for the evening, she begins to naturally create melatonin. 
in her body, right? And so actually nighttime feedings are different than daytime feedings. Nighttime feedings, a mom passes that along to the baby, and these provide as powerful antioxidants and anti-inflammatories, and they help the baby relax and go to sleep and get a good night's sleep. This is crazy. Some other words in there, I don't even know what they mean, but this, this is nuts. You take it a step further. There's a bonding and there's a relationship that happens. When we long for that pure spiritual milk, see, in, in the case of a baby, there's a bonding and there's a relationship that happens. Did you know that babies, when they're newborn, they don't have very great eyesight? In fact, their, their eyesight is limited to about eight inches to 15 inches. You see where I'm going here with this? It just happens to be, just, just by accident maybe, but I'm gonna suggest that maybe something further there. It just happens to be the exact distance from this eye to this eye. And so when when a baby makes eye contact when they're they're feeding, it's actually a legit um, connection. it's, It's actually a true bonding moment. This is crazy. And like I said, guys, this is not a message about breastfeeding and its benefits, and I, and I get that there's simply people here who um, can't do that, and this is not a knock on you at all. It's not a slam on you. It's simply to point out that there was a design, okay? There was a design, and if there's a design, that implies a designer. You understand that? If there was a design, that implies a designer, and Peter says, just, just like you put these things away and like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual, spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation just like newborns do, just like that newborn infant. So let me ask you this. Do you recognize the benefits? Do you recognize what's happening here? Like let's take all those things. We just had a huge list of things that we were talking about including you know, less likely to like this huge list, right? We look at our own lives and we say, you know what? I'm just gonna bypass that. I'm just gonna jump, right? I don't really need God. I don't really need the design. I'm just gonna move on. I mean, so, so often we do that. Do you, re- do you recognize the lifeline that he's throwing us? He's saying, man, we need to long for that pure spiritual milk. Do you recognize the relationship aspect? Do you recognize the importance, the implications when we're talking about antibodies, when we're talking about melatonin, all these things that our bodies were created for that we need by design, by a creator, this is, this is what happens. But, but, but see, so, so often we don't make that connection. Some of us have, have actually grown up in church. You ever heard that saying, man, like, I grew up in church. Like, you lived there or... <laughs> You had a roomie running out. Like, how does that work? You know what I mean? Like, I grew up in church. I, I was one of these kids, right? I grew, I grew up in church, or I've been a Christian all my life. You know what I mean? Like, you, you popped out that way? <laughs> like, like, how do you, like, you popped out? Like, oh, that, that's a Christian right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, how does that work, man? We see, we need to stop fooling ourselves. We, I, I honestly, and this is not a slam on you, this is, this is me. This is me too. We need to stop fooling ourselves about this, this, this fake often, this synthetic relationship that we've based on identifying with as in, as in the realm of a short meme or a truth that we heard and we're just sort of regurgitating it, 
right? Or check this out. This is, is the knowledge I know. See, and when I was learning guitar, I, I knew enough just to, just to look like I knew how to play guitar. But I didn't want to take the time to know the theory behind it. I didn't want to take the time to know that there's actual um, design behind music that can literally propel me forward and have, and have an ownership of that and allow the natural ownership of that to be what comes out, not just something that I, I regurgitate. Does that make sense? So we, we need to start looking at the implications here. So many of us have gone through our whole life and we identify with a religion versus Christ himself. We don't long for the pure spiritual milk. We're just tr- trying to find out um, what, what makes me look better, <laughs> right? I, I need to look better. Um, I think culturally, you know, we can do this too. Has anybody like gotten one of those those phases where you want to go on like a really good diet, right? <laughs> you start telling people about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, I'm on the, um, you know, the keto grandito diet. You know what I mean? And uh, it's a new thing. You haven't heard of it yet. And it's pretty awesome. And you know what I mean? You start talking about it. So <laughs> I, I, I asked a guy that goes to our church. Um, he was here one night for rehearsal. You guys probably know him, but he owns a gym here locally. He's a pretty fit dude. And I said, hey man, um, so, like, I eat really good, but I'm, like, gaining weight like crazy. You know what I mean? Like, all around here and all this stuff. I don't know what's going on. And I literally had this, this uh, like, a health bar in my hand, as I'm saying. You know, because that makes me feel more legit. And um, as I'm telling him this, and this was a Thursday night, he goes, oh, man, that's crazy. He said, well, what do you got there? I said, oh, this is a lar bar. Those are good. It's good for you. It's coconut. He goes, cool, let me see it. I was like, well, when do you want to see it? And he takes a look at it. I mean, what does he do? He turns it over. And he reads what? <laughs> he reads the ingredients. Like, Why are you doing that, man? <laughs> he goes, dude, do you know that these things have more sugar in them than a Snickers bar? You might as well have had a Snickers bar. Like, are you serious? These aren't that good. I mean, <laughs> Snickers are way better. I should have just done that. Right? Like, like, culturally, I, I don't know, like, like, we want to substitute, don't we? We want to substitute. We, we think we're ready to move on. We think we got it figured out, and we haven't taken the time. Instead, we're, 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 we're allowing imposters to come in. We haven't taken the time to actually take in and recognize that pure spiritual milk. Our culture has created a laziness, I wrote this down, that, that is constantly looking for someone else just to give us or to show us, right? We're constantly looking for a quick fix, like a YouTube video that will show me that workout that I can do in like 10 seconds a day, and by the end of the week, I'm looking like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, right? Like, if I could just get that one workout video, that's what I need. I mean, this is, literally, this is what I'm looking for, you know what I mean? Like, like we're searching for eye-popping headlines, for memes, all these things in life, but we do this in the spiritual realm. We look for things that just sort of like feed us in the moment, that way I can move on. Maybe we're doing that right now. Maybe we're looking for a little nugget this morning so we can go on and feel more spiritual about the day. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to call you out. I'm just trying to raise a question. Do you understand? I'm just trying to raise a question. See, Paul addresses this, and I bookmarked it because it'd take me forever to like, Thumb through while I'm holding a microphone. But 1 Corinthians chapter 3. If you guys can go there with me, if you have that, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Um, Paul says this. He says, uh, 
in verse one, but I, I brothers could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you're not ready for it. You're still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, you are, you are not of the, sorry, I got lost. For you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, you are not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way. Are you not of the flesh? That's what, that wasn't making sense. Are you not of the flesh and you're only living in, in, in a human way, right? Do you think that there's jealousy and strife among us? I'm not even talking about like in our community. I just mean right here. I, 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 think, I think this is like really telling. See, Paul was writing a letter to the Christians. This was to the church. It was a letter to the church in Corinth. In fact, if you look at chapter one, he says, Paul called by the will of God, right? A, a brother, apostle of Jesus Christ. He says, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ. So not only to the church, but to those who believe. Not just to this, this gathering, but to the ones who signed up for it. That's who he's talking to. See, what happened is they had, these guys, they had an inflated view of their spirituality. They believed they were ready for the deeper things, but they were not living any deeper in the basic things that he had already preached to them. Did you catch that? We've been walking through the saints. says, be holy as I am, as I am holy. In First um, Peter chapter one, Peter said, that he was quoting um, Jesus says, be holy as I am holy. And Paul says here to the church that you're still of the flesh, that you have jealousies. Does that sound familiar? Envy. He says you have divisions, you have arguments, you have, you have strife, right? We've never lived, we never existed, us right here in a time and a space, or at least me, I don't know about, uh, you know, never mind. <laughs> Some of you guys may have, I don't know. But uh, I've never existed in a time of more divide than this of more slander, man, there's constant stuff going on. And, and we can even be right in that, right? We can know we're right, but there's constant slander. There's constant um, strife. There's constant division. I, I'm guilty of this. We wanna be right about everything and we want, we want more. We wanna go deeper. We want the meat, but often the reality that we live in is we're divided. We slander, we're envious, we're hypocrites. And see, before we can move forward or, or even start again, I think we need to take a, a minute here today and say, are, are we longing for, are we leaning into, are we longing for that pure spiritual milk? This is sort of like our tagline for the day. I said, you can't live in deeper things if you're not living deeper in the foundations. In other words, you can't move on to the meat. You can't, you can't move away from the milk if you haven't um, already tasted the milk, if you haven't already received it. You can't move on to the other things. You can't move on to this, these crazy theological deep concepts if you're neglecting that pure spiritual milk. And in case you didn't know what the pure spiritual milk is, start with the gospel of Jesus Christ, all right? Here's the deal. Jesus Christ was a real man. Okay, it's historically proven. He was a real man. He came, he was prophesied about, we talked about this earlier. He was prophesied about many, many times throughout history in, in, in scripture references that all of them came through. Do you remember that? We talked about this in First Peter. We talked about the chances of even, what was it, eight of those coming true? 
that were like filling the state of Texas. Do you remember that whole picture we talked about? Like two feet high and throwing a coin out there and stirring the whole thing up and grabbing the one that you threw in? Like for that to happen, this is a real guy. He came and he did exactly what was prophesied about. He came and he died for you and for me and he rose again to offer you salvation, saving from the sin that you and I have, have, have committed. Start right there. Start right there. That's the pure spiritual milk. I don't think that we get that because what I think is what would happen if we really got that, that concept right there, if we own that, we recognize that this is true. This is not just something I heard in church or a fairy tale. I saw a really cool cartoon about. This is like a real thing that happened. I think when we own that, and we don't just regurgitate it, that it begins to change our lives, man. It begins to change what we long for. And we, we want that milk, and then we begin to move on to, to, to more meat, but we don't forsake the milk. This is like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk. And then it moves on to this big if. In verse three, he says, if indeed, let me find it here. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So be honest. This is a question we kind of brought up in the sermon prep. It said, be honest, have you tasted? Have you, have you personally tasted, not your mom or your dad, not your grandpa, not someone you know that's a close friend? Have you tasted that the Lord is good? And it's okay if the answer is no. Right? We have to start somewhere. Have you tasted? I love, I asked that question in a sermon prep, and sermon prep, well, we'll go into that later, but it's, anyways. Uh, Pastor Chad said this. He answered this way. He said that when Jesus fed the multitude, I, I said, how do you know? When did you taste? When did you first taste that the Lord is good? He said, when he read in John uh, chapter six, verse 12, when Jesus fed the multitude, right? And he instructed the disciples to pick up the leftovers, saying, let nothing be wasted. He said he read this during one of the darkest times of his life, and it gave him hope that Jesus wastes nothing. He wouldn't even waste him. That's crazy. Jessica, you guys have seen her up here um, leading. She's part of our lead worship team. She answered it this way. She said, reading through the uh, book of Revelation and seeing the picture of Jesus as the lamb who takes the scrolls and all of heaven rejoicing because he is the only one that could have done it that he really is the one who could buy his back and fix what we had broken. Helps me, talking about Jessica here, to really get that I cannot save myself, how desperately I and the world needs the redemptive blood of Jesus. Emery, Pastor Brian's daughter, and she's a leader in our youth and an influencer of many, she said this. She said, Luke 23, verse 40 through 43, Jesus loved the criminal enough to save him on the cross. No one has ever too gone for him to save. Have you tasted? Like, have you personally, these were personal answers. This wasn't like, hey, what, you know, what do you want me to tell you? This is, this is their personal experience. They recognize the truth and the value of these. Have you tasted? And do you know? So here's what I want you to do with all that. We, t- we talked about it. We said, um, we said that we have to put away, right? Verse one, put away. Verse two, lean in. We want to long for, long for that pure spiritual milk. And number three is actually a prerequisite to the first two. It's if indeed you have tasted. So here's, here's what I want you to do 
this week, all right? It's three parts, but really, if you, if you haven't gotten the first part, then stop there. This is really simple. Ask yourself, number one, have I tasted? Have you tasted? Like, be honest. This is so important. You cannot pass this up. Be honest. And if you have, praise the Lord. This is what I want you to do then. Write it down. When? When did you taste? When did you know right here, not just here, not just on a meme, not just you heard it, but when did you know that the Lord is good? Write it down. Okay? And if, it's, and if you have not, then be honest about that then stop right here on step one. If you have not tasted that the Lord is good, don't act like you have just because you feel like other people think you need to. Does that make sense? Like we've created a sub-Christian culture, I think sometimes that, that, that like makes people feel uncomfortable if they haven't experienced what they, the other person has experienced. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, like you didn't know that? <laughs> you didn't know that verse, you know, 36? Like no, be honest with yourself. We can't create that kind of environment around here. And if not, then, then reach out. There are so many ways to get connected here. If you go, if you download, this is like a shameless self-plug here. If you download the church app, there, there's an events thing at the very bottom on the first page. You can go there and you can see all kinds of ways to get connected. There's groups to get involved with that are small circles of people just like you and me. Who you can say, man, I've heard these stories. I just want something real, right? I just want something real. I just want the truth. That's where you go, taste, evaluate, have I tasted? If not, that's where you go. If you have, cool, write it down and move on to step two. Identify. First one is have you tasted? Second one is identify. Go through that list, that list in, in chapter two, verse one of, of, of 1 Peter, right? The whole list, the malice, the deceit, the hypocrisy, the slander, all that. And just be honest, identify one area in that list that you, if you were honest, you would admit you have not truly put it away. You haven't died to that. You haven't said, no, that's not me anymore. Ask yourself, have you tasted? Identify. And three, I want us to actually do the homework that we were called to do last week. I'm talking to myself here, and I, and I feel like maybe not just myself, but can we literally go through Psalm 119, 33 through 40 again? I mean, it starts out like this, teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Begin to pray through this. One scripture a day. We read it here. We say it here. We listen to us ourselves say it out loud. And we pray through it. We read it. We say it. We listen. And then we pray it. Psalm 119, verse 33 through 40. We're trying to figure out what it means to be holy as he's holy. This is a process. Let's continue the process together. Let's pray. Father God, we're just so thankful. God, we're thankful for your word. And, and, and I'm praying in the name of Jesus right now. God, I know there, there is just a, a potential for a room this size, God, and, and for, as, as we're talking to people online, God, that there's potentially someone who's never tasted. And Father, we don't want them just to say they did because so they can feel better about themselves, but Father, we're praying in the name of Jesus that you would help us to taste and then help us to long for 
that pure spiritual milk, God, that only you provide. God, and allow that to change our lives so that we can put away these other things that keep creeping in, God. Show us how to do that. Show us what that looks like today for your glory. In Jesus' name we ask.